0: Well, good evening. We want to welcome you to this uh, second night of our Christmas night of worship. And uh, we had a wonderful time here last night, and we we're expecting another wonderful experience here this evening. Uh, on behalf of our church, my wife, Jerry Jo, and I want to welcome you. And uh, this has been uh, such a blessing for us over the years. We've been enjoying this uh, concert for 19 years. I think it gets better each year. It's always a special integral part of our worship at christmas and it just helps make christmas a more special time we appreciate pastor kevin and all of our choir orchestra everybody that's worked so hard to put this together tonight and you're going to be blessed and we want you to be able to worship the lord along with us we are asked to participate in some of the songs that we'll be doing We also want you just to grow in your walk with Christ through this. The Bible says, build yourselves up in the most holy faith. And so as we focus on the words and the lyrics, uh, we pray that you be strengthened in your walk with Christ and that uh, we'll just have a wonderful time here uh, together. On the back of your bulletin, let me point out a couple of things to you. In the bookstore out that door, we have available uh, the first uh, CD, Uh, that our uh, choir has ever done. They recorded this uh, several months ago. I think one of the songs in the program tonight is on this CD. They're $20, and so you can get the CD or you can get a digital download card. And it's a wonderful uh, presentation uh, with a lot of great songs and truth in it. So I encourage you to drop by and pick up one of those tonight or more of those and give them away for Christmas. And then also, you'll notice coming up on March 25th and 26th, our choir and orchestra will be presenting Savior, a modern oratorio. Have some wonderful guests that are going to be with us on that night. Go ahead and put that on your calendar. Plan to be with us for one of those evenings coming up in march again we welcome you if you want to find out more about our church you can find us at conglobaptist.com or in other uh, platforms media platforms through facebook and other places you can find us pretty easily if you want to know more about what god's doing here in and through this uh, wonderful church of which we are so blessed to be a part again welcome
1: night unlike any other there was a stillness in the air a quiet calm in the evening sky grace was on the horizon an unfathomable mercy a love deeper than anyone had ever known this silent night was about to give way to a chorus which would change the world forever For on this day, in the city of David, is born a Savior, Jesus, the Son of God, the Word in flesh. God had reached down from heaven to earth to draw us to himself, to make a way to bring us home. Today, the heart of God is on full display. For God so loved the world.
2: tonight we come to worship. We don't come to entertain. We don't come to perform. We come to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting, comforter, Prince of Peace. In Titus it says, but when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of His grace, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. And tonight, we worship the Savior that has given us that eternal life. as we enter a time of worship.
3: Becoming with fire
0: a time of worship uh, through song, and we so appreciate Pastor Kevin Urich, our associate pastor for church music and worship arts, our choir, our orchestra, our sound lighting folks, our safety team, everybody who works so hard to make uh, these two nights very, very special. And we do this as an offering of praise and worship uh, to our Lord to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we just offer this up to you, Lord, and praise your name. And uh, would you just join me in uh, showing appreciation to all who have shared this with us tonight and all the hard work that's gone into it? Thank you all. You may be seated. You know, in the beginning, I said we wanted to worship the Lord and to deepen our walk with Christ in truth. But we also share this uh, each year as we're celebrating the greatest thing that's ever happened in the human race. And that is that God took on flesh in the person of Jesus, the one true incarnation of God. And God came to do that in the person of his son to give us the gift of eternal life. And our desire is that we want everyone just to make sure that you know how you can receive that gift of life. What God has done to make it possible for us to dwell with him. And some of the songs we've been singing about tonight, Emmanuel, God being with us, our rescuer, the light of the world. All those themes are tied in to helping us understand the truth of the word of God about how we can know for certain that we have eternal life. And you know, the unique thing about Christian faith in relationship to how you have eternal life compared to all the other religions of the world, any other philosophy in the world, is that the Bible teaches that eternal life is a gift. Would you just say that with me, that eternal life is a what? Gift. We celebrate with gifts at Christmas. And you know, it, it is a gift, and the Bible clearly says that uses that very word in a couple of places in ephesians 2 romans 6 23 all have that we've all sinned fallen short of the glory of god the wages of sin is death the scripture says but then it says but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord we've sinned our payday is death the gift is eternal life and maybe you never thought about why this has to be a gift So many people think there's something you've got to contribute, something you've got to do to work, something you've got to live up to, to have eternal life. But the Bible makes it clear that it's a gift. Why is it a gift? Well, it has to be a gift in one sense because of us. God made us in his image and he made us to have a relationship with him. That is one of the clear things about us. We're relational beings and God made us in his image. And one of the things about being made in the image of God is that relationships are important and the ultimate relationship is to be had with him. And yet, though he made us, we chose to go our way. Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And we've all sinned, all of us have. The scripture says that, again, the wages of sin is death. And it says in Romans three twenty three, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You may wonder what sin is. Well, sin is uh, to do anything that is uh, in opposition to God's will, to violate God's law. And you know, when I think about my life, um, I've sinned a lot in life. One way we sin is we sin by breaking the law of God. Thou shalt not, and we choose to do that. That's called a sin of commission. Another way we can sin is uh, the Bible says to know to do the right thing and fail to do it is sin. That's a sin of omission. And then there are also sins of our thoughts and our motives, and sometimes even through our emotions, we handle things in the wrong way. You know, if I think about my life, those are three types of sins. It's not hard to think that I will commit one of those sins or three of those sins each day, one of each. That would be three sins a day. That's over 1,000 sins a year. If I live to be 70 years old, that's 70,000 times I've sinned against God i'm not 70 yet i got a ways to go but i've sinned a lot and so have you but you know what the standard is god says if you want to live with me and have eternal life with me you know how good you have to be you have to be perfect jesus said be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect i don't know about you but i i can't give that to god right none of us can he says be perfect and here i am with my seventy thousand transgressions of the law And so if God doesn't do something to help me, I'm toast. I have no help. Because you see, another thing we need need to understand about why this has to be a gift is when we understand what the Bible says about God. God is loving. God, straight up the scripture says, is love. But that isn't all the Bible says about God. The Bible also says that God is holy, which means he is pure. John says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. The angels cry out in Isaiah, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Holy to the third degree. That is, he's a cut above. That's what the whole word holy is tied to in the Hebrew. It is a cut above. God is perfect. And so to dwell with him, you've got to be perfect. And not only is he perfect, God spoke his law, his commandments, and he says there's blessings for obedience, but there's curses for disobedience. The wages of sin is death and god says i'm going to stand behind that someday and there's going to be a judgment that's coming and i'm going to hold you accountable for the breaking of my law now if we get out to the end of time and god says well i know i said all of that about i'm going to stand behind my law and there's going to be accountability and god says well i love you all and uh, i'm just going to pull the rug up over here and we're going to sweep your sins up under the rug and just kind of let it go and forget about it well heaven would seem to be like this place And God would be a hypocrite. He would be a liar because he had misrepresented himself. And so he must stand behind his law, even though he loves us and he desires to save us. And so we have a dilemma. God is holy and pure. You got to be perfect to live with me. I can't give that to him. And if he doesn't do something, I have no hope whatsoever. And that's what this story is all about. The story is about how God acted in such a way that he did not compromise himself and in such a way he can give us the gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And all of that is wrapped up in Jesus. And the 2000 years ago, the eternal son of God took on flesh in Jesus of Nazareth and he walked around on this planet, fully God and fully man. He did only things God could do in his great miracles. He went around and said, I forgive you of your sins. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the father, Those are things God does, but he also got tired, he got hungry, he needed to sleep, he was fully human. He was just like you and just like me, except in one distinct way, and that is, he was perfect. And hang on to that, it's very important, he never sinned. The Bible says he was tempted in every point, like us, but without sin. The Bible says that uh, Jesus said to his enemies once, which of you convicts me of sin? And they were silent because they had nothing to say. Hang on to his sinlessness is important. And so Jesus came and lived a sinless life, but Jesus came ultimately as that wonderful song we sang a moment ago was about his death and his resurrection, he came to die. Remember, we said God cannot overlook our sin. And so the story is that instead of God pouring out his wrath upon me for my 70,000 transgressions of the law, he chose to pour it out into himself that the willing son of god died on the cross and the bible says he carried our sins in his body on the tree he died the perfect one paul writes for the imperfect ones that we might be made right with god through him and so as jesus was hanging on the cross all of my sin was counted as his sin he substituted himself and god's wrath was poured out on his son who willingly died so god has been consistent he hasn't overlooked human sin he poured out his wrath on it within himself. And Jesus was buried and rose again. And God says now that shows the sacrifice is accepted. The last thing Jesus said on the cross when he died was, it is finished. In the Greek language is the word tetelestai, which means paid in full. Jesus is saying everything that needs to be done from God's side has been done now for you to have eternal life and for God to give you that gift. You see, the gift is Jesus himself. He's the gift, the greatest gift. And God's done all of that for you and for me. But you know, the thing about a gift is that a gift to become ours is something we must receive. A couple weeks is going to be Christmas. Less than two weeks, people are going to give you a gift, and you must reach out and take it and unwrap it, right, for it to become your gift. And for you and I to have eternal life, we must receive the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you may be saying, Well, how, how can I receive Him? Well, the Bible says that we receive Him through repentance and faith. What does repentance mean? It means to come before God and admit that I'm a sinner and I've built life around me. I'm the center of the universe to myself. I, I kind of do what I want to do in my life. And I'm sorry for violating your law, Lord. And I'm willing to turn away from building life around me with my back to you. And I want to turn towards you and begin to come walking towards you. It means to have a change of mind that I'm really coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then faith. Faith is how we receive the gift. Faith means trust. It's just placing your trust in Jesus to be your Savior. Trusting that what he did is complete and sufficient. It is, it is all that's needed. He's done it all. And you say, I'm going to place all of my weight, all of my trust on what he did for me to have eternal life. And you see, when you call on Jesus to be your Savior in that way, to ask him to come into your life, forgive you, remember all of your sin has been transferred to his, cross right he has borne your sin he's received your punishment but also remember you must be perfect and the other thing that's important in our faith that people often miss is when we call on jesus to be our savior god credits the righteousness of jesus for us that is he imputes us or like a bank account crediting something that is jesus record of sinlessness is counted as your record That is, when God looks at you from now on, He looks at you through His Son. He counts you as righteous. That's why when I was 14 years old on a football field, when a preacher had preached, I responded, I trusted in Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. And someday I'm going to be before God in judgment. And you know what? I'm going to be, as the Bible says, be able to be presented faultless before His throne. Not because of anything that I have done. Not by righteous deeds that we have done, as Kevin read out of Titus, but because of what he has done for us and we just want you to know that story tonight and we want to invite you it says invitation in here I'm not going to ask you to walk down an aisle but in a moment I'm going to pray I'm going to pray first for you and then I'll just share a little prayer about how you can call on the Lord to be your savior I can't save you and God's not concerned how the words come out of your mouth he just wants to know are you willing tonight to give your heart to me and trust in my son And if you'll call on him tonight, he will give you eternal life. And you can walk out of this room with peace. So the Bible says that if we confess with our mouths, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead. It says you shall be saved. It says, for with your mouth, you confess unto salvation and with your heart, you believe into righteousness. That is you trust into being made right, with god and romans 10 13 says whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved that's how you receive the gift and you know we'd love for you tonight to make sure that you trusted in the lord and that you will live with him forevermore in that coming new heaven and earth would you pray with me now as darla comes to play quietly for us and this is just a time now of invitation and response right where you are i hope you've understood what we've said and i just pray that tonight you might reach out your hand and take the hand of jesus and trust him and tell him tonight jesus i need you forgive me give me eternal life Father, I thank you for the gospel, the good news, that you say we can be saved through this message about what Jesus has done when we trust in him. Lord, I praise you and thank you for uh, saving me and giving me eternal life so long ago. You've been so faithful. I lay my head on my pillow tonight, Lord. If I don't wake up tomorrow, I know where I'm going to be. And Lord, I just want everyone in this room to make sure that they know that they know beyond a doubt that they have eternal life and it's a complete gift that can be received in a moment. So I just pray you'd grant people now understanding. Lord, the willingness and ability to repent and to place their trust all their weight in Jesus and call on him to be their Lord. So if you're ready tonight to make that commitment, would you just pray this with me as though it's just you and God. Make these your words to him from your heart. Heavenly Father, pray with me. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for creating me. Thank you for loving me. Lord, I admit to you tonight that, that I've sinned. I've not been perfect. And I know you demand that, and I can't give that to you. But I thank you that you've prepared a gift for me in Jesus who lived a sinless life, who died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. And Lord, tonight I want to receive that gift. I trust in you, Lord Jesus, and what you did for me to be sufficient for me to be accepted someday before the throne of God. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And I ask you, Lord, to give me the gift of righteousness. Lord, take control of my life now and help me to grow, to be like you. Make me the person you want me to be. Lord, help me just to walk out of here free tonight. Thank you for giving me that gift. Thank you, Lord, that you've washed away all of my sins. Thank you that I'm righteous in your sight. I praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me tonight, I'll be down here at the front. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more. We'll get you some information to help you begin to grow. We'd love for you to try out our church, but our greatest concern is not that you come to Concord, but that you know Jesus. And I wanted to share my cell phone with you. I'll give you time to write it down. And it's just uh, real simple. It's 864, same area code most of us have here. It's just 617-9630. 617-9630. And if you've made a commitment tonight, shoot me a text. I'd love to hear about that. Just don't do it after 10 o'clock. But uh, I'm I'm joking. My staff will tell you I never sleep. But uh, I would love to hear from you. And we'll send you some information to help you in your walk with Jesus. Thank you for being here tonight. Now continue worshiping with us with one more song as the choir comes to finish out. Lord, uh, love this service tonight. God bless you.
4: Begotten ere the world began to be, he the source of all that has been, and all the future years will see. Evermore, evermore, he shall.
2: evening.